630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Uh, you may have remembered in the news last week, Alberta radiologists asking for mandatory breast cancer screening age to drop from 50 to 40. It's already um, uh, last year, uh, last fall or so in Ontario, they said we're dropping the age, even though the Canadian age for mandatory screening is 50. But Ontario is going their own way. Just like Fleetwood Mac, and they are um, they're going to change things to forty, and it could be life changing. For me, uh, I just turned fifty, but I've I've had mammograms and ultrasounds for the last decade or so because I have a history of breast cancer in my mm. family. So I've had the opportunity to get screened, and so far so good. I've just had a cyst that uh, that shrunk, so obviously that wasn't uh, a, a tumor, but they were a little concerned mm-hmm. because uh, women with dense breasts they they face a considerably higher risk of getting breast cancer, as I do, uh, than than other women. But women are getting diagnosed younger and younger. And uh, we did hear a little bit earlier of uh, a Calgary woman who was diagnosed at 46, and now it's terminal, because she didn't have those regular screenings. Mm-hmm. And so one person who's calling for that, she joins us in the studio. Sorry, Daryl, you d- I didn't no, no. <laughs> let you jump Keep in on very going. much there. Keep on going. <laughs> let, let, let's face it, there, 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 are, there are women in our lives, but you guys live through yeah. this. And yes, there is men's breast cancer, blah, 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 but you, it's mostly in your area. So you go ahead and I'll jump in where I can. Okay, Kristen Raworth uh, diagnosed just a couple of months ago with aggressive breast cancer mm. at 42 years old. That must have been just a shock. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, I was uh, in the beginning of December. Uh, you took a shower, and as one does, and I, che- I self-check in the shower, something I've always done, and I felt something. And at first, you kind of think to yourself, like, there's no way. Like, I don't have a family history of cancer. I'm only 41 years old. Like, you know, this, uh, this is in my head. It's in my head. It's in my head. So I kind of put it off for like a couple of days and then I felt it again and it was still there. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go see my family doctor. Mm-hmm. So I went and which I am very fortunate to have a family doctor. And I went to my family doctor and he told me he didn't think it was anything. And I said, I would still really like to have a mammogram. And he said, well, you don't have any, you know, family history. And I said, I would still really appreciate having a mammogram. And so he referred me to have the mammogram. And I had my mammogram on December 21st. So four days before Christmas, I go in and I think to myself, this is nothing. My family doctor doesn't think it's anything. It's probably in my head. Maybe it's a cyst. They do the mammogram and then they took me in to do an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And I could see on the ultrasound machine this black lump. And so then I started to think, okay, well, maybe this isn't nothing. And then the ultrasound tech got very quiet Mm -hmm. and left the room. And the doctor came in and, you know, you know when a doctor's about to give you bad news. I've never seen a doctor come in to a screening. Yeah. And you know that that's not a good sign. Nope. And then they put their hands together and they give you that look. And he just said, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, but it's cancer. Did they, were they able to tell you how severe, how major or anything like that? Not at that time. So it's right. Basically what happened immediately after that is I was referred to get a biopsy. So I had my biopsy on December 28th. So, I mean, it was wow. really kind of not a very fun Christmas to have that in the back of your head of like, this is this is probably what's going on with me. And I got the biopsy on December 28th. I turned 42 on January 2nd. 
And on January 4th at 8.30 in the morning, my family doctor called me and told me for sure that it was cancer. And then they give you a follow-up to the surgeon, which is when you get the more information around the stage and the grade, which is different, which I've learned, which I did not know, because I knew nothing about this. It wasn't something that Mm -hmm. was really on my radar. Um, So I am stage one, but the grade of the cancer, they go from one to three. Grade one is basically cancer's there, but it's super lazy and isn't doing anything. Grade three is highly overachieving cancer. And Mm. given my overachiever status, it makes sense that it would be grade three for me, which it is. And then I also have what's called the HER2 protein. Only two out of 10 breast cancer patients have that protein within their cancer cells, and I do. And that means it's also highly aggressive. Mm. So as a result of that, I have to, I had a lumpectomy uh, last two weeks ago, and I will have to do two different rounds of chemo separated by radiation now. How big was this lump what, that you found? That you found. Mammogram didn't find this. You found it. Yeah. It was, How big it, was it? Uh, I think they said it was 10 centimeters, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so it wasn't that big. But it's, you, it's very noticeable. You know, you can tell when something feels hard in your body. And that's like, that was what was so weird. And then I felt it again, and you feel it again. And because at first in your head, and I think if I would give anybody any, any advice listening to this, like, listen to, listen to that voice in yeah. your head. Because it's so easy. The doctor's like, ah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And, and you're like, oh, oh, well, he says it's good. So it's so easy to leave that office and then maybe have some regrets going, oh, maybe I should have pushed that a little bit more. Yeah. No, but he said it was good. Yeah. And you didn't. No. You knew. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. Stacy had mentioned, you know, because of the family history, had the opportunity to get mammogram testing. Mm-hmm. You sounds like you had to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what you've had with any of the conversations you've had, is is it is it then covered, or does it become an elective test? Is it something you have to fight for? Is it hard to get it when you've talked to other people? So. In Alberta, uh, you can self-refer from 45 on. I don't know how the costing situation works for that, but um, so you could go in yourself if you wanted to after at 45. But it is obviously significantly easier to go through a doctor. Yeah. Um, everyone I've talked to, uh, everyone has a different story. Everyone has different versions. But if you, a lot of women who are getting diagnosed now, don't have a family history. So if you don't have a family history and you, then you don't self-check the doctor's not going to just suggest it to you. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that I'm taking away from this. And I mean, I learned this uh, previously because my stepmother was significantly ill uh, before she passed away with Parkinson's. And for a long time, she was misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed. People didn't know. And we had to fight and advocate for her really hard to get what she needed and what she wanted. And that taught me kind of how important that is to really fight for what you need and what you want. And everyone I talked to, this is just the beginning of that fight because a lot of the process going forward is really listening to yourself and, and, and advocating for yourself with the doctors and with what you need. Uh, uh, we got this text message. Sorry, Daryl, no, go, go ahead. ahead. You, uh, we got this text message saying, screening for breast cancer should start at 30 or 35. My niece just died one month ago from the devastating effects of breast cancer, and she was just 40. She leaves behind a husband and two young kids. Very gut-wrenching. Yeah. You must hear a lot of these stories. Just You posted that you were coming on to talk about this on Twitter, and you, there were so many people who responded yep. saying, this happened to me. This happened to somebody I loved. It was too late for me. I, I, mommy yep. has cancer on yep. Twitter. It was like, I, I, it didn't, I didn't catch it 
enough because I didn't have that regular screening. Yep. You're hearing a lot from women? Yeah, absolutely. I hear from women all of the time. And Mommy Has Cancer and I have, have come quite tight on Twitter as a result of this. And I mean, the reality is for me, if I hadn't caught it myself, by the time I would have qualified for a mammogram, it would have been stage three, stage four. I would probably be in the exact same position that she is in because of the aggressive nature of the well, it cancer. Well, would have been eight, eight years from now. Yep. Mm. yep. So you may not even well, be here yeah, at this point. It would have gone well beyond, I would think, especially if it's a really aggressive one that you'd mentioned. Yeah. Kristen, you stick around. We would need to take a quick break. We Absolutely. We're going to chat some more with you uh, in just a few moments right here on 630 Chat. We're with uh, Kristen, who uh, has a, it's an amazing story to tell. Uh, and, and, and recent, really recent, where you were diagnosed in, in, uh, in December, just before Christmas. And instantly, you wanted to, to climb high upon that mountain and start making some noise. Why is this important to you to, number one, talk about, which is a very personal story and very raw and very new, and then also to try to advocate for some changes? Why? Honestly, um, I really believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and there has to be a reason for this really shitty thing. Yeah. And so it makes it, God, I'm sorry, getting emotional. It makes it worthwhile in a way if me telling my story and using the platform that I have gives me an ability to help someone else and get other people to check. And, you know, I have a history um, before this of advocating on issues that are deeply personal, important to me. And so this just felt like the next step for me when I found out that I don't I don't want anybody else to, to go through this process where they feel alone or they don't feel like they can talk about it or they aren't checking and they aren't taking care of themselves because, you know, it, like I said multiple times, it could have been significantly worse for me. And I'm very fortunate that, um, that it wasn't. Yep. Rules in Alberta are different in than Ontario. I know there's new rules coming for mandatory uh, breast cancer screening in uh, Ontario. But right now in Canada, it says 50 years old is when it should start. Yep. And you're saying, I'm 41 diagnosed with breast cancer, now 42, and I was diagnosed with breast cancer, smarten up. Because I think in the United States it's 42, isn't yep, it? It is, yeah. So what, why is Canada so behind? I don't, the guidelines, you know, they've put together a committee to discuss guidelines on the federal level, but it really hasn't gone anywhere. And I don't know why that is. And I think that more and more and more of, of almost all the women who have reached out to me, almost all of them were diagnosed in their 30s or their early 40s. And so we need to deal with that reality that people are getting can all forms of cancer significantly earlier than they were previously. And the guidelines need to be adjusted to reflect that. And I just don't think that there's as much of a public push. There's so much going on right now um, politically that I think that things like this kind of tend to fall to the wayside because it doesn't get a lot of people as, pu as public and vocal about it as it should. Uh, you mentioned through self-examination, you found it, and it was, what, 10 millimeters yep. in, in size. So not a very big lump. You noticed no. it. Difficult to come across. Uh, having mandatory screening at 40, is there any reason why people can't, in the meantime, while waiting for those changes to maybe come, mm -hmm. that you don't advocate? Are you advocating as well for women to just sort of be able to, not only self-check, but to push? Yep. Just push. Well, push, and, you know, I, I will say that Women in general uh, tend to have a more difficult time advocating for themselves with mm -hmm. doctors and in the medical system, um, especially when we're also getting into women, you know, women of color and indigenous women who struggle get getting under uh, diagnosed on all sorts of different things. 
And so the very first thing is check. And when you find something or that doesn't feel right, go and push and push women like it it's not i think sometimes in our nature to push back on doctors or push back on medical professionals especially like when my doctor said it was nothing i would have loved to have believed it was nothing that would have been great that would have been awesome to spend christmas not worrying about cancer but something in the back of my head said no and I pushed, and that's what you need to do because other people aren't going to do it for you. We're running out of time, but we just want to get an update on on how you are and where you are with your treatment. So I had my lumpectomy on February 6th, and my surgical follow-up is tomorrow morning. And uh, though I do know that um, all they got all of it, and it has not spread, but uh, from that surgical follow-up, I will be referred to the cross for my first visit with the oncologist. And from what I understand, basically you walk in and they kind of have mapped out what they what they think the process should be for you. And I will start chemotherapy in mid-March and that will go for about four and a half months. And then I do five weeks of radiation and then I go back into another four or five months of chemo. All right. So pretty much 2024 is not gonna be my favorite year on record. But, but you I already come have out plans of it. to celebrate. You're going traveling. You're getting a tattoo. You're, you're I have like I have a whole vision board of things I'm going to do, and this is over, and I'm cancer free. Okay, 2024 is your year to beat the hell out of it. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you'll be di- you'll be uh, I guess diaring it diaring it for us uh, yeah. along the way on your social media accounts. I will be oversharing the heck out of this experience <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kristen, Thank for you sharing guys. today. Kristen Raworth, uh, battling breast cancer, 42 years old, looking for changes here in Alberta and right across the country for mandatory screening.